Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing. This is what happens if you let two cunts with five record a movie podcast. I'm your host Stuart and joining me tonight is Silent Mike and his mouthy cat. I'm hardly silent now, am I? <laughs> You're quiet compared to that mouthy little bastard over there. Just leave him, he's fine where he is. <laughs> and you're listening to episode 134, Dogma. Snooze to the motherfucking nooch! <laughs> I was getting your neighbour consent right there. Probably not even, man. So I. We're reviewing Dogma. I genuinely thought you'd reviewed Dogma before. Ah, uh, we've, we've been kind of going through Kevin Smith's movies randomly. Clerks was in our first year when we did our black and white movie month. Jay and Silent Bob, uh, that was when we were doing our alphabet. Ah, Jerry is uh, that. That was our, our J. Uh, we've, we've not touched Mallrats or Chase and Amy or Red State. we done Tusk because we went doing to that film festival and fell out with each other. And oh, I've seen Yoga Hosers and I didn't get anyone else's brave enough to watch Yoga Hosers. Ah, so or nobody's that keen to run back and see it again. I just I need it made Gail a point. <laughs> uh, so I the whole reason we're going for. Uh, I would I did have a point to make there, but I got caught by your rather colourful socks. I just noticed. I know, man. I was uh, like, and catch this. Didn't even match. <laughs> didn't even match. You can, uh, this is how fucking some cunt for five dresses. They, they took, I will, one of them's clean, that'll do. The only time they match is when they're out the packet. <laughs> well, I thought I should be looking at your feet is you or the paramedics. Aye. <laughs> I can, what, what the fuck that's got to do with dogma, but uh, the whole reason we've talked about dogma today is to link it in with the Edinburgh Comic Con I went to. Mm-hmm. So it is based on a fucking, well, it's connected by a fucking <laughs> strand of hair almost. I, the comic book men were at Edinburgh Comic Con, so I had a chance to talk with Ming, and Ming is literally in one frame of dogma. Aye. That is our strong connection between this interview and this movie review. Could you don't link it with Kevin Smith? Or is he just only like a... Yeah, well, when it comes to... It would have made sense if Kevin Smith was there. Like, right enough, I doubt I would have landed an interview with Kevin Smith. Ah. But I was like, the fact if I'd seen him in person. But I, they, were, they were selling signed posters with his face on it and other <laughs> fucked signatures. Weird. But, so, yes. Um, Three-fifths of the comic book men were in attendance. Ah, because who was missing? Because I seen uh, Walt was... and Kevin. Ah, was uh, I think the whole deal is Walt. Also, I knew Kevin was in it, but I couldn't remember the other one because I seen Brian, I seen Ming, and I seen Mike. Aye, ah, yeah, So, aye, Walt doesn't like to fly, so he doesn't do any cons outside well, one of was, well, one like Walt again. I can't remember. I've not seen that. Um, he's always like, tell him, Steve, Dave. Oh. he's the the mouthpiece at the sides. He's the, like, well, when it comes to Dogma, the two guys <laughs> fucking picketing the abortion clinic. Ah. And you've got the, the skinny, blonde Brian Johnson and Walt looking like Walt. The boy hasn't aged. <laughs> so, uh, before we go any further, our What's New this week is more or less just us playing the Ming Chen interview, which is only five minutes, thankfully. I realised 
I'm no fit to interview folk. This is great because since it's audio, you do not see me fucking shaking like fucking Michael J. Fox while I was interviewing this boy. Okay, and I see Margaret's post where, where you like talking to I was kind of expecting it to go live, which would have like turned it on its head a bit. Aye. But uh, I'm just talking to him. I just realised when watching it back, my left hand is involuntary, just going. Mm-hmm. Like, just throwing it gang signs left, right, and centre. Just... And then I'll, I'll pull it back up to look to the next question, and then I put it back. It's like, just this weird adrenaline kick. And I'm like, it's Ming Chen, it's the whipping boy of the show. It's like, but it's somebody's talking to me. <laughs> I can't even believe it's happening. So, this is a five minute clip. We'll let it play through and then we'll go just banter on after it. All right, there we go. Okay. So the podcast is films and swearing. Okay. So normally I saw like, your Twitter page. Yes. Aye. Yeah. It's a good. So. It's a good. It's a good name. Thank you. Good solid name. <laughs> I uh, like film and I love to swear. Exactly. So that yeah. was more or less what it's all about. Just swearing about films. Yeah. Could you imagine if they they let swear on Comic Book Men? It would be insane. Actually, it would probably it would sound more like Tom Steve Dave. Exactly. For the yeah. time of morning, it's on. You think you'd be allowed? Yeah, I know. But you know, American TV. Uh, you know, you can show people killing each other. Aye. You go to Walking Dead, you show people stabbing each other in the head. Aye. You can't swear, and you can't show boobs. Like, it, it makes no sense. Aye. Strange. Anyway, yeah. that's so, why, like, here, I can go and go get a newspaper, and on page three is a topless girl there. Like, I love this country. <laughs> I love it. Actually, Aye. Wait, enough. We have some benefits. Yes. Now, uh, Ming, thank you for coming to Scotland. First oh, God, I, I, absolutely. I've never been here. Yeah. I, want, I love it. I've been here about 24 hours. Aye. I've had the greatest time. So, I asked a few of our folk uh, for a wee list of Scottish oh. sayings. Okay. To read them to you. Okay. I'm going to it back and see if you could understand. Okay. I learned one, one yesterday. Um, where? Let's see. Oh, Kanye Walkett. Kanye Walker. Kanye, oh. am I saying that right? Uh, about right. Kanye Walker. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Right. All right, okay. go ahead. First one. And these one. You can. You can. It's like, you can. You can? Uh, you know. You know. Okay, you, you, you know. know. Okay. You know. Ah, you can. Okay, you can. Uh, where's my bar face? Where's my bar face? Uh, where's my bar face sounds? Is that, where's the bathroom? Baffies. What's a baffies? Oh, is that a food? No. No. Where's my slippers? Where's my slippers? Okay. Ah, we cry them baffies. Do you, do you wear slippers a lot in this country? It's cold. It's cold, okay. Aye, where's so. my baffies? Okay. Aye. Uh, let's see. Maybe if Githam's interrupting you as far too often, you could tell him, uh, how'd you wished? How'd you wished? Aye. Oh, man, I can't even guess at that one. Uh, Aye, that's, ha- shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Aye. How'd you wished? How'd you wished? Okay. <laughs> um, maybe after that walk last night, you were feeling a bit gay, peely wally. Gay Peely Wally, is that drunk? <laughs> no, tired? Yes. Gay Peely Wally. Ah, uh, you look a wee bit ill. You, ill, okay, uh, okay. Peely Wally. Okay. Is uh, there a slang for drunk? Fished. Fished or knackered? No, uh, knackered's, uh, knackered's tired. Knackered's tired, well. right, yeah. Aye. No, here's one for my mum. Have you been a waffle or a dunder yet? Waffle or a dunder? I, I, jeez, man, is that a uh, waffle or a dunder? Uh, wait, use it in a sentence? Um... Yeah, we, uh, well, it looks like also last night you went away for a donda on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, oh, uh, is it angry or... Uh, away for a walk. Yeah, away for a walk, okay. Aye, going for a wee donda, doing some shots. Wee donda, okay. Aye. Wow, these are great... Exp- okay, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. These yeah. are good expressions. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, you know, I want to sound like I come, you know, I, I've exactly. been here for a while, so... Aye. Yeah. 
Although walking around yesterday, I noticed um, heard a lot of U.S. accents. You have a lot of U.S. tourists here. Through here, right? Definitely. Yeah, right. and uh, yeah, I look down on them. But <laughs> I, like I can't. But um, yeah, right. yeah. But I, I, you know, they, they seem like uh, ugly Americans. You know the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, You've I got I got two of them behind me. It's uh, Mike Zapsik, <laughs> Brian Johnson, and um, now if you went to a fish and chip show, I did. I went to uh, Labradoro. Okay, uh, uh, the famous Labradoro. Did they ask you? Uh, do you want an engin where or no? An engin? Aye. I, no, I did get salt and sauce, which I know is okay. special to Scotland, correct? Aye, yeah. But uh, uh, ingen, uh, uh, no, is, what is that? Uh, would you like an onion with it? An onion? Aye, an engin. An onion? Yes, like pickled onions. Ah, okay. Aye. No, I didn't get that, but I will, uh, I'll, 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 I'm going to ask for it for an engin. Aye. Okay. There'll be a big jar of them. All right. Aye, and Brian. Now, um... I'm going to take the piss for this one. Okay. This is something my granddad always used to say when we were walking home. Okay. It's a brobrecht minlech nech the necht. Wow, that's a, that's a mouthful. Aye. I, does that mean be careful in the dead of night? Close. It's, okay. It's a brobrecht moonlight night tonight. Brobrecht moonlight night tonight. Aye. Wow. So it's like a nice okay. clear moonlight Ah, sky. okay, okay. Aye. A brobrecht moonlight night. And that's, uh, it, uh, it's in Scotland, you don't get a lot of clear moonless nights here. No. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of rain yesterday. Although it got cl- it cleared up last night, I did. Hi. I, I, I love Edinburgh. It's a good walking town. I walked everywhere yesterday. Oh, I think I checked my. Yeah, I have one of these fancy watches. Oh, I think I walked uh, about 12, 13 miles yesterday. That's good. It was yeah. I felt oh, good. Oh, and our last one. Now this is not a joke. Okay. Mingin. Mingin. Aye. Mingin. Is that uh, is that uh, you know you're doing great. You're uh, having a good time. You're. You're, you're, uh... The opposite, you're, unfortunately. Oh, it's not. Okay. Aye. It means you're not doing good. Uh, well, it's, it's actually a good expression if somebody's really yes. pissed. Pissed? Oh, he's minging. Oh, Look he's minging, really? He's falling over the place. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna, that one I'm Aye. definitely going to use. Yeah. But yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike here is a temper, so, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> you'll be seeing him minging later. Aye. Yeah. Aye. But that's it. Thank you very much. No, uh, thank you. Thank Aye. you. So, uh, this is my favorite podcast, uh, Films and Swearing. Yes. Yes, my Aye. favorite podcast. Aye. Aye. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, just wanted to please. I know. So yes, yeah, I went in with well, not low expectation, but I knew he was the more talkative of of the three guys that was going to be in attendance. But sort of his responses was sort of tenfold than what I expected. That I story, to be him, yeah. He was very talkative, which could only made it better. Seemed like he wasn't in a hurry. Yeah. It wasn't overly busy. We got there about an hour and a half, ah, half eleven. So, uh, we got there maybe about a queue, five, six people in front of us. But no, not when he came around. There's like I think we probably could have talked for longer, but felt like didn't want to waste any of their time. But by the time we finished and had like a wee word, they signed one of the vinyl records I brought, and I. It was pretty good. They had like a panel after it and it was foo. And they done all these group things after like that, like fan meetups, going out for a drink after it. had all these big group shots outside the filling station or uh, uh, Labyrinth, Banshee and that's for um, fuck with burdens and commitment. Let's get to our film for the day. So we will be talking Dogma. Was there a few bits in Dogma that you forgot about or did you think they still can... Uh, no, there was uh, more or less mostly the dialogue. Either side. I think when like, I didn't the like wasn't until I like, watched it back, and I and, like I actually like noticed like Ming 
Ah, you recognise my faces for their for ah. their universe. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave that there. If you have not seen Dogma, this is the time for you to fucking stop the podcast and I take in where you can find it now. It's not streaming anywhere. It's, it's it was it was partly produced by Film Four, so it might be on there sometime soon. You can always like watch it on your Android box if you want. That's it. You can, or it'll probably be on YouTube under fucking romantic movies. And I'm pretty sure if you hear like Sky like, on demand, you could probably find it. Aye. Or in any charity shop. It's one of those Film 4 DVDs that would be just littered the streets. Aye. So yes, there's plenty of fucking places to find Dogma if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, that's it. Can't be bothered with a fancy little speech. Uh, Nigga owed me 12 bucks. Let <laughs> me use those 12 bucks to buy a copy of Dogma and watch it. There you go, that was. I was waiting on Matt Damon coming through with a gun. <laughs> you forgot to say, God bless you. Aye, uh, well, uh, what was it to say? Aye. Uh, uh, you forgot to say, God bless you when I sneezed. I was going to fucking <laughs> shoot the poor fucking woman. Uh, in a boardroom full of paedophiles and fucking rapists and horrible human beings. <laughs> so, Dogma stars Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Alan Rickman, Chris Rock, uh, Selma Hayek, Jason Lee, Jason Lee, uh, Jason Mewes, uh, Kevin Smith, and the leading lady that we've all neglected, Linda Fiorentina. Yes. That's pretty much everyone. Aye, well, aye, I suppose that actually. So you don't really, would you? Your main players. Aye, you wouldn't really count Alanis Morissette. Aye. She plays. Some folk pop up at the end. Uh, as we said, written and directed by Kevin Smith. This time he was responsible for films such as Clerks, Mallrats, Chase, and Amy. Um. Out of these four films so far, what's what's your top? Um, I'd probably say Mallrats. I, uh, I, I think I could watch Mallrats more than Clips. Like, mm-hmm. I like Clips, I really like Clips. But I, I, like, when I watched Mallrats last year and I watched the director's cut, mm-hmm. which is on for about half an hour longer. Aye. And it's just as easy to watch as a normal 90 minute version. Aye, fucking Mallrats is like, I was going to say an easy ride, but it like, is. it is, it's just what two guys going through the mall and then just the fucking, <laughs> fucking everything happens around them. That, like, that film's responsible for every time I'm like in like a shopping centre and I'll see kids on the escalators. <laughs> I'm just waiting, waiting for something to happen. I mean, every time you buy chocolate pretzels, you start scratching it? your ass. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was when I was, I when I was on holiday, mm-hmm. a kid almost, oh, I was on, I was on the, when we were at Universal, we are on the, like the platform and just move along straight. Ah. And they do go really fast. And I was like, just beating the shit out of each other on this <laughs> because I, I think in what far away but like the bane like almost gets like trapped because she trips mm-hmm. and like the, the grand like pulls her 
Aye. And that to like stop or like trap them other people and that, but it just always reminds me of that <laughs> film with Jason that kid's Lee. on the fucking escalator. Uh, Aye. I'd probably say I would. Uh, it'd be Mallrats, Clerks, probably then Dogma, then Chasing Amy. But they're mm-hmm. they're no. Ah, they're no bad films. They're no bad, but it's just in that. And Chase Navy's got a lot more like dialogue in it. Ah, a lot more to digest. Aye. And also seems quite angry towards men. <laughs> Aye, I always reminds though the bit that I always remember about that film is the the black guy that like holds up the. Oh, like cinema it, or something. I or think it's like a like a comic panel, like a convention panel. Aye. And he, oh no, or is it the other way about? He's. Up there, and Jason Lee's in the crowd heckling him, Aye. saying, "Well, fucking Darth Vader was <coughs> white on the inside." He's like, "Motherfucker!" And he pulls out a gun and starts shooting at the crowd. <laughs> and there's all a fucking act, and he's like the campus dude that just loves loves the cock. Aye. <laughs> Aye, I'm probably in the same setting for it. When it came to fucking watching these movies, I think Chasing Amy was the first one I'd ever seen. Like, Aye, unknown. To it, it was like it was on BBC Two for some random reason, and I'm watching. I was like, "This, like, this dialogue's fucking weird. Like, people are swearing like fuck, and that, like, that's a guy firing again. What's going on? This is weird. That, that. Uh, is this not at this stage where like everybody hated Ben Affleck? Oh, it could have been the end of of his, his, him and Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Aye. Uh, that's so that, the whole breakup of that. Then it was a Geely. Ugh, never seen it. No, nah, me either. So for that. I think we, we've supposedly we've dodged a bullet, but let's get the notes up for Dogma. George Carlin, that's another kind of this film. How could you forget his opening bit? Ah, exactly. The he's like, he's one of these guns that could get away with pretty much anything. Like he's got that fucking great delivery. How he is introducing like Buddy Christ. And he looks like, doesn't doesn't just pop. <laughs> like it just seems like this like the fucking perfect cunt to cast in that role. Because uh, it is just a short spiel of him at the start, just kind of setting up but, the reason. Uh, are we not forgetting the actual synopsis of the film? What it's about? Aye, fucking, I fucking I will take a back seat. Go on, Mike. Tell me what happens in Dogma. It centers around two angels that have broken it. Hell. Wisconsin, I <laughs> we've been sent to sort of, we've been caught in limbo. I can never remember. I, I can never find the figure out if, if they broke it hell or him. Ah, they've been kicked <clears> out of heaven. That's what it is. And they've just been fucking cursed to spend the rest of life in hell on earth, which is Wisconsin, cheese country. <laughs> and basically, they want to try and get back. Aye, they found hell. out. And it's to do with the oh fucking what do they call the guy that's at the end of the film they go mm-hmm. and the guy's on the life support. Oh, what the John Doe? Aye, it's either like the actual like gateway to like getting in. Hey, oh no, that was that that was Obviously, just Alanis Morissette was stuck in that human aye. form, but. Carnal Glick, in a, in a way to get people back into the church. If you pass through these doors, you're resolved of all sins. Ah, we'll fucking 
go straight to heaven, collect $200, fucking free turn, Monopoly, go. And they thought, well, we're fucking banned. If we go through this gates, we're resolved. We get back in. And then it's a motley crew of apostles, scions, and stoners to stop them. Aye. Because how else are you going to stop fucking Batman and Jason Bourne for getting back into heaven? I know. (laughs) They look like fucking children. They look so fresh-faced, full of life. Is that no Jason Lee's line in the film? I reckon I just remember he loves fucking air conditioning. Hmm. <laughs> Can you go see guys, Aye. Some woman gets fucking spiked with a hockey stick and just sits and takes in the air con. So aye, that opening scene with them in the airport where... Aye, because you didn't even really know that they're... They're angels. Aye. Aye. They're just meeting at the airport. Fucking Matt Damon's got that silver tongue convincing the nurse, the, 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 the nun. Aye. To, oh, fuck, forget Aye, God. Aye, like, take this money, buy a dress. Like, find a guy, find a girl. Just, just go <laughs> fucking live. <laughs> and then they're sitting fucking chuckling because the kid is all bullshit. They know, <clears throat> like, of course God exists. But we just I love was, fucking with him. I was Matt Damon's, like, the, the sane one of the two, uh, like... Aye, because that's, like, he's... Like, Ben Affleck's made it on the, the unhinged one, the one that's just wanting to fucking... Ah, yeah, it drops yeah. and changes because to begin with, obviously Loki, ah, Matt Damon. Aye, Loki's <coughs> has always been put down as the, the mischievous fucking Norse god. Ah, well, if you watch the Avengers, you would. Exactly. And then Bartleby was. Ah, fuck, I forget his like the mythology behind him. Aye. But obviously got into a lot of trouble in heaven. Enough mm-hmm. to get fucking kicked out. Um, but I should have been slightly Jennifer Lopez well that's it that's why you've been sadly <laughs> sent to Wisconsin to spend the rest of your days it's just when fucking Damon's like you know why don't you drag me into a fucking airport I'm missing my cartoons like <laughs> <laughs> he, he's found his thing in life he just wants to sit and watch fucking cartoons and eat cereal <laughs> and you get that fucking clip on the TV and it shows fucking Dante or one of the relations, what's it? Grant Hicks talking about the clean slate. Aye. Uh, and I fucking forgot about that because I still like I wasn't until like see once you see once you've seen like his first four films or whatever. Aye. Then you watch that one back, you kind of notice all the wee tie-ins that like he's had. Aye, the, like basically the universe like before there was like the Marvel universe there, there was, was the Smodcast ah your 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 fucking VSQ that was it but as they have like that that same elevator scene so like what you're on about where they're just walking well they're not even walking they're standing still but just travelling through the airport till they get to the uh, lift and they say right we just need to get to New Jersey do this and fuck it like a uh, like what could be better it's like well we could kill people along the way and then some wee woman fucking spits out her coffee I said like, not <laughs> you <laughs> as you can tell this has to be I think this is the film they were doing after because like they're chock full of fucking chemistry like between Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and this was after Goodwill Hunting ah this was after Goodwill Hunting because I remember they were saying they had to hold up 
production one day basically for them to attend the Oscars. Uh, I cause Dogma came out in ninety ninety nine and mm-hmm. I Hunter was a year before or the year before that about whatever. Aye, so they won the Oscar <coughs> whilst they were filming Dogma. Like yeah. they'll obviously get let off set early so they could go get their fucking monkey suits on, go collect the awards. Mm. But let's talk about the fucking that Linda Bethany. Bethany, that's it. Now she didn't look fucking familiar to me until I looked at IMDb and I've noticed she's been in one other notable film. Men in Black. Yep. <sighs> Everything else since then, Disney strike a chord at all I think she was in a movie with Cheech at one point Tommy's Ghost nothing big like their IMDB top 4 did consist of Dogma and Men in Black and two other things I've never heard of mm. so so I was going to ask like did she other than fucking having a hissy fit every 10 minutes in this film she was alright like when you got that first scene of her going to the abortion clinic, and she meets <laughs> up with another woman. Ah, uh, so oh. She was more familiar, but I can't. Jean Garoppolo from. Aye, like I, 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 for some reason I had thought of her as the lead actress. I, I used to always get her confused that Janine bitch with the lassie that was in Seinfeld. Oh was, yeah, the the one that does Veep now. No, I don't see this, but I um, was it Ju- Julian oh, Louis Dreyfus. Ah, uh, I used to always think that was <clears throat> that was who Janine Janine Garofalo was. Ah, I can see uh, that. I can see that. Look a wee bit the same. Yeah. Why she never really stands like obviously. That she's <laughs> her work's cut out for her with the amount of folks she's having to star across. because it is quite like the fucking un- ensemble cast. Because, like, every ten minutes, another fucking dude drops out of the sky and gets added to their crew. Mm. But it is, it's... The film, the story is on her shoulders. She is the, the last scion, and... Only her could fucking... In fucking Christ's absence yeah. can prevent these fucking angels getting back into heaven. But... Another one that really, like, outshines her is, well, Jason Lee. As Azrael. Azrael was in there. I don't get why, but he always seems to be somebody like that really relishes like his dialogue, like really just mm-hmm. properly mouths all his words. Him and the the fucking triple threat hockey team. Hockey uh, team. <laughs> and it's, there's like one point where he's fucking telling off a uh, Loki and Bartleby about. They're, they're in, like, a store. Ah, so and they're like, you're causing too much trouble. Like, incognito. And he says that about four times in that scene. It's like, oh, he just fucking loves <laughs> saying it. And especially at the end where he just fucking breaks it, the syllables down to them. But he just, it's weird. It's not, he's not going about in, like, a pimp suit. But he's, like, he, he's decked through, like, Colonel ah, Sanders. Ah, it's pure white, eh? Aye. But he gets his wee... I like how they, they give him the little prosthetic horns. Uh, and then it kind of shifts up a gear when Bethany's in her bed and fucking uh, Alan, Alan Rickman appears. What's his character's name again? Uh, Metatron. Metatron. Not Mega. Uh, Meta. Metatron. So, 
and I, and she's like, I didn't rate me, and he's like, I couldn't even if I tried. <laughs> uh, well, as atomically correct as a Kendall, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just love to show you like the the uh, fucking the, the crotchless, well, the genitalist crotch of Alan Rickman. Look, Snape's got no dick. Uh. Uh, there was at times where you feel like, not like like he was channeling his, but just like the way he was talking, like his high up rank talking as Jesus and when he's having like that moment of the lake at the end where he's talking about Jesus as a child being taken away from this and he's having to do that he's having to grow up quicker than he could he's like man some fucking Harry Potter fuck would latch onto this shit mm-hmm. just wanting some mare some mare Alan but it's, it's hard not to fucking like Alan Rickman uh, like even right even know that he is gone now but before that he was still the fucking bomb even if he did nothing after Die Hard he would still be so fucking famous aye because fucking he was amazing in Die Hard so like that let alone I think he was beloved for like Galaxy Quest aye he was getting Galaxy Quest and like of course you're fucking Harry Potter see my first taste of Rickman my first taste of Alan god (laughs) So long. My first taste of Alan was fucking uh, the sheriff in Robin Hood. Oh, aye. Uh, now, nah, wait. What Robin Hood is. Uh, the one with Kevin Costner. Aye. The part of me was thinking like the Mel Brooks one. Was like, oh, was, was he fucking in? Men in Tights. <laughs> was, was Alan Rickman in no, that one? No, it was another English comedian that played him. I was just thinking the link between the two. The fucking Robin Hoods that popped in my head, it was either Mel Brooks or Russell Crowe. I was like, <laughs> which one? But But I uh, that was my first taste of Alan. I <laughs> <laughs> Well the first time I witnessed Alan Rickman on screen. Aye. Um I didn't get it if it had to just be Die Hard. Mm. I suppose we can what well, we were my history with Die Hard, it was reverse order. I definitely, I saw uh, With a Vengeance first, that was... Ah, because I'm pretty sure I remember me and you watching it in your mum and dad's house. Ah, that was a big deal because it was on, like, Sky Movies, like, holy shit, I've always heard about these films, but I've never seen them. I know, and it was just Samuel L. Jackson and the Houston motherfucker. Aye, that swearing, uh, Bruce but Willis I, I went had, questionable I, billboards into the uh, wrong neighbourhoods. I think that almost broke us as much as when we first watched Pulp Fiction. Aye, that's that was like those moments where like you found treasure and you're taking yeah. it. <laughs> it's like it is like you found the fucking Mogwai. And that's when your mum and dad used to hear the casual house parties and we were yeah. just like, you just go play upstairs. Aye. Like nine o'clock time for the, the I, I'm pretty sure film. we we might have been doing fucking radio shows with a fucking tape deck <laughs> which is quite ironic cut oh, to God. fucking years later and now we're still sitting in front of a fucking microphone doing radio shows uh, but I sitting watching that and just wondering if anyone's going to walk in the room as we see fucking Zed Porkin <laughs> fucking oh, what's oh. his name it's not Marlon um ah oh, fucking oh no 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 what's his name oh they say his name so fucking much in Pulp Fiction 
Because his voice name is Mia. Aye. Mia Wallace. Marcella. Marcel, aye. Marcel Wallace. But it is Marcellus Wallace. Aye. Aye. Mia Wallace. Aye. And Viggo Rames is Marcellus. Aye. Aye. Like, when you're fucking watching that, it's like, oh, I can my bench. Like, my bench had to watch Commando before I was allowed to watch it. There's no way they're going to fucking watch Pulp Fiction and let uh, me watch it after them seeing it first. Uh, aye. So that was it. We fell off the bridge looking for Die Hard there. Oh, well, Alan Rickman. Aye. But, aye. So he did. He, he was fucking great in this. And I think... Not because he's aye, British, he, he but... Was, he was kind of like... He was kind of comment relief. Aye. Like he he had the, the British sarcasm. Hmm. Like, everything he said was droll. And he's tired and he's heard it before. It's like a little stone has got a point. <laughs> like I, it was good that they had someone in because it kind of broke it up. Like we had our stoners, we had Chris Rock as our our black humor, fucking mm. Alan Rickman just as like the cocky British. Like so, there's all these really mixed personalities, a racially diverse cast. When you throw Selma Hayek, then you've got. A female and Hispanic. Like, you're catered to all your audience. Ming was in it for a frame. That's your Chinese audience taken care of. <laughs> uh, the fucking black guy, the biker gang, who was also the dude for Chasing Amy, shows up at that stripping scene as well, doesn't he? As they're all throwing out their dollar bills. I'm pretty sure the, the gang leader was the camp dude for Chasing Amy. Oh, was it? I think so. Or I might just be confusing black dudes with dreadlocks. Mm. But, so I, she wakes up the next day, thinking it was all a dream. Aye. But she'd been told that she'd be visited by two prophets. Mm. So it's not until she's about to get fucking battered and... Well, Done him by the... The fucking... Spear. The, uh, the trio of fucking hockey players is when Jay and Silent Bob... They literally fall from the sky, don't they? Aye, and Jay said a one-liner when he says falling, but I can't really remember. Aye. What that is. <laughs> and it kind of shows you that I think Kevin Smith was never, never really sure about action sequences. Like, it looked like I was sort of a Batman 66, like shots of swinging fists. Aye. And hey, I'll, I'll pull your jumper over your heat. And more swinging fists. <laughs> And it's just, like, Jay gets the best dialogue of this film. Mm. Or at least has the best delivery, just as he's fucking chasing him away, shouting, like, like, be vile, you my duck fox! <laughs> like, ah, they can, there's something about him, he always, like, I think he just plays himself. Aye, he does that in pretty much every film, there. Ah, because I think that was the whole reason why he became Jay, because this is what Jay was like <laughs> in real life, just going about being a little dick. Then you get your Jeff Anderson cameo uh, in the fucking gun store. And <laughs> it's his description of the faecalator. Upon, uh, upon point at someone, he or she will shit themselves. <laughs> and just the fucking the banter between like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon just saying, well, it's not a fucking a flaming sword. It's like, it's not the same. It's, like, it's a fucking gun. It's like, just point you, you never done much anyway. It's like, hey, I rained sulfur. That was a fucking endurance test. <laughs> it's a bull- 
in the IMDb trivia, supposedly there's a shot where Ben Affleck's playing with a fucking knife. Like, he's just in the background as a maybe Jeff Anderson's telling him about the gun. So he's playing with a sharp knife and, like, legitimately cuts himself in the shocked look of, like, oh, yeah, bastard. They loved that much, they decided just to, rather than film it again, so I would leave, <coughs> leave that in. Because he would just be in a fanny playing with a bit of a knife and actually cut himself. Ah, right. Cut to the diner, where you get the quality street music. <laughs> and... We get get this wee bit about uh, fucking John Hughes, the whole reason why Jay and Silent Bob is in Illinois, because they're looking for Shermanoy. Sherman, Illinois. Uh, which seems to be a fictional town that all of John Hughes movies take place in. Mm. Are, are you up to date with your John Hughes? Have you watched any John Hughes films? Uh, the only ones... Uh, I've never seen Sixteen Candles. I have no uh, That's intention. the one they, they properly reference in this, <laughs> The only one that really... Home Alone was John Hughes, eh? Aye. Was but he also... Night, the, the Werewolf in London? John Landis. John Landis. Um, John Hughes was the only one I really remember for John Hughes. Hughes. Aye. Not Hughes. <laughs> the only one that I really remember for John Hughes was... Breakfast Club. I've never seen that one. That's good. I mean, I remember seeing Weird Science once when I was in high school. I've seen that. That's um, the same. I can't I remember what I about. Like. Aye, pretty much. They, before the days of 3D printers, you could make, making women with computers. <laughs> um, Six and Candles, never seen it. Pretty and Pink was another one that they mentioned. I've never seen that. I've seen that, yeah. But aye, I've always, I think like the Kino had a midnight screening of Breakfast Club and I was really like that close to going and then whoever I was going with like changed their mind last minute and I thought well fuck it I'm not going to bother it was alright it was alright it was I'd imagine it'll probably be a decent film like if the fact that people are still talking about it uh, the soundtrack was really it was really 80s ah, you know what I mean but it's the fucking Jay's description when they're talking about, I guess it's like 16 candles and the fucking, the sad end and, and he starts taking the piss out of Silent Bob saying there's nothing worse than watching a fucking fat man weep. <laughs> and talking like he, a fat man with a skinned knee. Hmm. He was just, he was just a verbal punching bag. The, the bit I was going to make me laugh as well with that canny. Was it in the diner or the bit where they're on the train? And they're sitting and like, I'm sure it's a diner and it's like, like, Silent Bob's got this like really like, happy face and like staring at that and they're like, mm-hmm. it's almost like they want to like eat like the food and shit. Is that in the diner? Um, <laughs> uh, maybe. Fuck, I can't remind because that that's all the all the whole amount of acting he gets to do and just all the face work. Ah, uh, because he's like sitting there like fucking total giddy at the table. Ah, it might be the it might be the train because I know that like in the diner most of the time we were just doing the fucking shot, turn your head is like why are you fucking taking the piss out of me, like <laughs> get, just getting that look, and or it might have been when because she did offer them sex at one point is that right if the world is on the brink of destruction, and the ten minutes left fine I'll fucking have sex with you, and like, yes like fucking that. sluts, <laughs> <laughs> like no should they are Jesus Christ. 
And that was always what they said, like, nooch was always the way, just their expression for kidding. Aye. It was like, so that, like I wasn't really crying you a slut, nooch. <laughs> <laughs> that cancels out every insult I gave you. It was when she starts saying that she's on a mission for God. And Jay's like, oh no, Jesus, like, we find the one fucking Jesus freak. We're out here. And she grabs him by the arms like, I'll scream rape. <laughs> and it's the fucking Star Wars reference he gives them. Whereas like, we need you to go on a mission. It's like, holy shit, I'm Han, you're Chewie, you're the Ben Grove, we're in that fucked up bar. <laughs> It does. I can get the fucking best lines in this film. Because it then goes to the fucking uh, Bartleby and Loki taking the bus to New uh, Jersey. And and that's where they, um, they, have uh, they find that couple like fucking... Smooching on the bus. Uh, and they make the bet whether he's committing adultery or not. Aye. Uh, Aye. And then obviously the guy like shows him his ring finger. I was like, uh, he's like, no, that's any of your fucking business, but no, she isn't my wife. And he's like, fucking you, it pulls out the gun. Ah, uh, it's a big fucking gun, it pulls out. I know, <laughs> And the fucking bus just lights up with a flash. All kind of fucking runs off. And fucking Matt Damon starts dropping fucking run DMC. He's like, whose house? Ron's house. Say what? <laughs> Like, after I fucking listened to, like, a Run DMC album, and that song came on, I was like, oh, that, that makes so much sense for Dogma there. I can what he's singing. I thought he was going to Ron's house, not Ron's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and I, we get... It's like the next day, because Jane and Silent Bob can't drive a fucking car. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Gears? <laughs> What's Gears? And fucking Chris Rock dropped for the sky. Uh, Rufus. And then it's uh, Jay's other best line in the film. It's like, beautiful naked big Taylor girls is all in the fucking sky, you know. Uh, and that happens. Or where it's like, holy shit, maybe it's a, like that film, Con Air, there's a message on the body. It's like, Con Air? Con, shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, I think not why, but... Every time I hear Chris Rock's voice, first thing, first fucking memory that is pulled like that, Pavlov's dog reaction in my head is that fucking guinea pig for Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> like, I get Chris Rock's done lots of work. He's uh, he's in Lethal Weapon Four. He, he's he's done fucking hundreds of films, but still, he's that fucking guinea pig for uh. Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> my memory will never let that. Changed like the first response to Chris Rock was like, ah, he was that wee guinea pig. Hmm. Like, little love. Ah, oh, then he starts singing fucking, is it Cool in the Gang or something like that? Aye, where he just fucking, get down tonight. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Aye, so let's see. Did you notice the fucking weird attire today? Like, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, how they're wearing hoodies and grey and red clothes. I might be overanalyzing that, but. Say Ben Affleck was wearing a grey hoodie with a red t-shirt and Matt Damon was wearing a, a red hoodie with a grey t-shirt. Nah, I never picked like that. Like they had. I, I think if it was just kind of highlighting like their opposites mm. because at first like Matt Damon's quite biblical, quite theatrical and Ben Affleck kind of comes in and apologises for his pal being daft and wants to do this. Like they're kind of split personalities 
but they have the same goal at the end. Nah, never. But never supposedly, we also notice that Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Alan Rickman's characters are all wearing uh, hoodies. I don't know, sadly, but I did. I, like, I did. Well, I didn't really notice, but I can't, as I'm thinking back now, I, Alan Rickman did wear a hoodie. Aye, and supposedly the, the whole fact that they're wearing hoodies with the hoods down was to represent them who had halos. Since the, the three of them were angels, instead of giving them halos, the halos were their hoodies. Aye. The hoods. So, I reckon where that came from. But, I, I, I could kind of. I could see that if somebody was being really intricate mm. with it. Maybe Alan Rickman liked wearing a fancy hoodie. <sighs> but did he get splattered in blood for once? Aye, that's it. They go for like, the fucking children's play park to the strip club. Where you get your, your Jackson 5 song playing. Selma Hayek's bouncing around on stage, doing the wee nods. She's a serendipity. Aye, getting all the dollar bills. He mingles me five dollars. Aye, that. Look at Jay and Bob and then the black biker gang. <laughs> they get honorary members of the gang. And then when the fucking shit monster comes out <laughs> again, Kevin Smith not being one for action scenes, the whole fucking biker gang's killed off camera. <laughs> and it just cuts. It's just shots of all them going, ooh, ow, ee. Like they're all just their facial reactions of men being battered by a shit demon. <laughs> And I like how Jay says, what is this? like, I guess we're the leader to the club now, Bob. <laughs> what was the like, right name of the shit demon again? Oh, it's something like Golgoliath or Golgometh. Uh, something. I'm paraphrasing both of those, but uh, they more or less cry at a shit demon because it's not a he or a she, it's, what, it's their shit. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I am not born, I am shit. Uh, that, the copy I watched had subtitles for the demon for some reason. Alright. Like, what we, we really needed to see. Oh, it was a cute joke when Bob pulled out the... Pepper spray. The fucking... That knocks out strong odours. Mm-hmm. Like, and he just, like, stands in his waves at him. Aye, like we... Bye-bye. That's when we get our boardroom scene with all the fucking sick fucks that... And in charge of movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking Loki and Bartleby are sitting in the the boardroom already making a little voodoo man out of a, an onion. Because they make a reference like, why the fuck do I smell onions? And he must be sitting there with a knife carving a little onion man. Mm. But <laughs> that's where you get to see Matt Damon being the theatrical one. Where he does a wee piece and then puts a hand out to Ben Affleck. He's right, on you go. And Ben's like, I apologise for him. He's like, come on, man, stop fucking ruining it. I'm setting a mood here. All the stuff they fucking ran through, those folks, like, they were bad people. <laughs> that dude that fucking put his mum in a third-rate care home just so he could get an oriental rug. He's <laughs> like, oh. Ah, this is when they get to their train scene. Ah. Uh. Because you get, there's like some dialogue where the wee one-to-ones where like Rufus and Bethany on the train, then he has a wee kip, like a fucking homeless person, taking off his shoes to sleep in them as a pillow. <laughs> and she goes through to the next carriage where it's got Jay and Bob sitting with Larry and Barry. <laughs> it was a nice wee twist when it's like you realise they're there and 
no one knows yet, but they're the fucking angels. Uh, and the fucking Matt Damon's pretending to take a hit off the joint. And he just like ducks his head under the table, puts it, gives it back to Jamie, does the weed table going. It's <laughs> like, ah, yeah, that, that's, that's good shit. Sure. And Bethany has a wee heart to heart with fucking Bartleby, reveals a pilgrimage, and you just see like fucking the. The, wee, the small spark in Ben Affleck's, like, it, as his demeanour changes, it's like his eyelids flutter a second where he goes for all kinds, where laughing off, no, we're, we weren't gays in the military. And like, wait a second, you're the bitch that's going to fucking stop us. You're the one that's going to try and kill us. And he just gets like that. He, he pulls off a sinister look quite well. Hmm. As when, like, he realises he has to kill her, and he fucking smashes the beer bottle, grabs her, and he's like, don't be a show-off, Barry. He's like, he's got... Ah, that's when fucking Rufus walked through. Ah, he shows up, fucking cotton's on, who's here? And fucking... Everyone's jumping up to fight, and Jason Mute, well, fucking... Jay's nodded off. But as he gets up, like, Bob must have fucking nudge him. And like, I swear I didn't come in you, Pete. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck was he thinking? What drink was he having? And next day he jumps up and gets fucking sucker punched by... My Damon? Aye. Aye. And that's where you get fucking Bob's look. Like, <sighs> oh no you fucking didn't he? You didn't he fucking knock out my heterosexual life partner? And he just fucking dives on him. And starts chucking cunts at the train. And then he looks at the the people sitting beside them and he's like, huh, can you take it? Aye. Well, that's it. He gets two, three words in this film. Um, is it? He gets, he gets this one here, and then at the end he thanks, please God, forgive him. Like, if you just buck up your behaviour, you might get it let into heaven. He's like, thanks. And fucking Jay turns and slaps him like fucking shut uh, your mouth. Yeah. You don't talk. Ah, uh, cause he got more, he got more lines than Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, he's a bit with the uh, critters of Hollywood. You dumb fuck! Aye. Aye. His, his dialogue's easiest to remember because there's only like fucking ten words across all his films. And that's where we get, I think, our like dy- the, the, the dynamic shifts between the two angels. Ben Affleck's character becomes the more jaded, the more angry one. And fucking Loki, Matt Damon's one, becomes the more reluctant a little bit more uh, regretful of like what the fuck they're doing he's the one that's kind of wanting to calm it down uh, whereas at first he was the one that was wanting to fucking shoot cunts on buses but no they're annoyed fucking Ben Affleck's fucking throwing them against like they're in like a parking lot I think how they ended up there after being thrown off a train but it gets to the point where that's it they've switched Ben Affleck's the evil one now Aye, uh, kind of done, done like a double turn sort of thing. Aye. And, again, like, this is, does this come as a, an underrated one out of Smith's films? Because when you say, right, what's your fucking favourite Kevin Smith film? It never jumps to the top. We've both said ourselves it kind of hangs about number three. And this is out uh, of the first four he's done. When you throw in, like, Jay and Silent Bob, Red State, all the other sort of stuff mm. he's done they'll dwindle to your top five or no but uh, really when watching it it kind of gave me the impression that I've, I've not watched this one enough 
Like, whether just I've because... I've seen that movie, what, maybe three or four times maybe? Aye. Well, that's like, back in the day when I first was getting through my Terry Kim Smith films, I did watch it three or four times. Mm. Then I'd bought, like, the American DVD, and I was chopped for extras. Then I got the UK DVD that had fucking no extras. <laughs> um, Aye, because I'm sure the... the was it the copy of Dogma that got released on Blu-ray in the States? Is it an old director's cut? Ah, I think there's added bits to it. There is. I don't know if it's just deleted scenes, but there's like an extra scene where the go- the Gotham, the, the fucking shit demon, shows up at the hospital ah, right. when they're trying to save, uh, the, well, fucking pull the plug on the John Doe ah, to, to release the god. They'd filmed an extra action action scene there. Was but it? It was in the fucking the club where they kill Azrael with. Right. With the golf club. Aye. Aye. Wait, wait, what? When the shit demon shows up. Ah. No, no, this is in the hospital. There's a I could vaguely remember a shot of it like in the oh, ward, like as they're trying to get there and he's standing in front of the door, and Jay and well no and Bob. And fucking uh, Bethany have to fight. Oh, uh, I can why I There might be extra scenes there. Because that's it, they've, they've always filmed something more. But mm. one shot of this film I do fucking love every time I see it. Again, there's one of Bethany's 30 mental breakdowns in the film. Runs off screaming, like, ah, fuck, I'll just jump in the lake with a white top. What's the worst that'll happen? Why me? Why me? And it cuts that long shot. A wide shot of her having a hissy fit in the lake and uh, Alan Rickman just fucking standing on water. Uh, like, that is a fucking belter of a shot. Just a, an epic shot. Just like the, the, they'll thought of it and to actually manage to film it and make it look legitimate. Where it does, he just looks like he's just standing on water and it's completely still. She's having a hissy fit and he's there. Uh. Because that's it, fucking Metatron just has to kind of show up, camera doing, saying, come on, you think Christ had it this easy? Well, let's just go on with your mission. Calm doing, hen. Here we look for the stoners, and we'll continue our journey. And then he fucking switches the location to, like, a restaurant. Uh, and you get that fucking reaction for Jay, going, Bob, fuck, I think this shit just kicked in. like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's the, the sc- what do you think of the score of the film? It's got a Danny Elfman feel to it, isn't it? Do you think? I feel it's got like a Beetlejuice flavour to it. What, like, kind of... Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Would you say whimsical? Ah, you could kind of say that. Like, I, I, I can't what you mean. It's, it's like the every time the music plays it's like they should be running from one location to another like the kind of the tempo of it but uh, it's like it's like when you when you listen to the Beatles music it's like I'm assuming it's a piano eh? aye well and it's like a it's like kind of, kind of like a drive it's kind of like fast paced sort of thing it is like aye. I'm trying to think of the bits that kind of stand out because this one, there is one moment, um, you first hear it properly is when Bethany's about to get decked by the boys with the hockey sticks. Like, 
that's where it's like a brewing like things are going to get dark like that's your mm. it always shows up with Azrael's playing and like that's sort of like his theme music for him and the fucking three th- hockey boys there's a bit where it I th- it gets that's a really good gothic. bit that's a really good bit but we'll get to that when we get near the end right because my next note was talking about the score is when uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck walk across the road to New Jersey uh, and there's a key score note bit that's fucking going off on that point that made me think, right, this is where I'll mention the score. Because in amongst your IMDb trivia, supposedly Kevin Smith was one to get a hold of Danny Elfman to compose the score for the film. Alright. And I thought, well, that kind of made sense because I kept thinking, like, well, I kept thinking of fucking Beetlejuice at times mm. when this was happening. You get to the bar scene... They tried to fucking confront George Carlin and convince him to cancel it. <laughs> Didn't it happen? So I guess we'll just go to a fucking bar. And Azrael shows up and orders a holy bartender. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and like, how do you make a a holy bartender? And then it just fucking tears through him with the Uzi. And like, get it? And it's like ten, three minutes later and Jason Mew's like, holy bartender, okay, that's a great one. <laughs> It's like fucking sharp. It's that fucking moment because uh, this is when Serendipity shows up again. Oh, this is where she sort of meet. She must meet them at the bar to find out what could we do next, and that's when they show up and get told to sit down. And Jay's fucking stolen the golf club. Mm. And I think they do. Like I do like the idea that he blesses his clubs. Like the whole fucking thing where he tells off Bob's like, ah, go and fucking hit me. He's like, I'm a fucking demon. Go and hit me with a golf club. Let's see what happens. And he just uses, like, he just fucking burns his shirt off, pulls open. And it's just when his fucking chest caves in. Ah. Uh, it's like, like Bob's face is like the thing of nightmares going, no. He's like, but I'm a fucking demon. Ah, his poor fucking fist, like, how? Oh. <laughs> and then the. One the, the bit on that scene that I quite like is a bit where uh, Serendipity steals Jason Lee's fucking voice. It's like, well, it's what he said. I'm a fucking demon. It's like, <laughs> and Cardinal Glick, of course he fucking blesses his golf clubs. <laughs> this whole thing where like, they're fucking shouting at Bethany to bless the water and she just runs over and just fucking... I hope this is it. Waving my fingers at the water. Right, drown those boys. The fucking Jay's getting into it again, uh, dry humping one of the kids to death. <laughs> um, it's that point where they show up at the church, uh, like during the fucking ceremony, where they're like, God's out, God doesn't live here anymore. And it's like fucking Ben Affleck starting to get all theatrical with his entrance. And by the time they fucking show up, uh, after escaping for the fucking bar, Pretty much everyone's dead. Mm. Affleck's just fucking picking up cunts and dropping them. Uh, Matt Damon's like, wings are off. Let's just neck on a bottle of... Looks like fucking champagne. Ah, uh, steamer, eh? Aye. And that's when he kind of has, like... He, he kind of realises, like, what he's done. Aye. <clears throat> and he has, like... He's remorseful of all the fucking... Aye. And he just says, like, it would have been easy, like... If they just let us fucking jerk off, it'd be a lot easier. 
<laughs> like, sure, make a living Wisconsin one thing, but shit. Can he drink? Can he do drugs? Can he jerk off? Of course, you're going to become better after a while. But it's when you get that moment where Bartleby comes down, he hugs Loki, and they kind of have a talk. And he does the fucking gladiator stab to him. Ah, and just in the fucking kidneys. Ah, just a wee jab in the sides, and that's him. And I think that's a good. I think that's an interesting like moment with the score as well at like that. But I because well that said they fucking lay it heavy on not an organ but it's it's the church music pretty much. Aye. But it's when it all kicks off and fucking Ben Affleck's on the verge of stepping through the ah the gates. The fucking Jason Mewes sees this as his fucking. Chance. key to whip through his oh, fucking kegs what is it he's fucking no it's the bit where he's got the Uzi <clears throat> what does he fucking say when he oh, he, he, he says some shit about uh, duck hunt or something uh, so like, is it suck a duck aye so, I can't remember but <clears throat> basically unloads a full clip into him and it basically takes wipes out his, his wings. wings aye it is it's just like, it's like you fucking idiot you done it for him and he just starts fucking kicking off. And that's when he's trying to shag her and realises, what, I'm not going to end here like some fucking John Doe in the hospital. Uh, and then he kind of just nail, hits a nail on the head. Aye, she fucking clicks, you know, he's like, where's the fucking ski-ball track? Because this seems to be God's fucking wee fancy wee hobby. <laughs> Go playing at the fucking Johnny's Bingo. Collecting all the fucking tokens. <laughs> but, aye, that's when... You get your another little fucking running sequence. Ah, the music and that. Aye. And it's when the it's when the switch off his life support. Aye, that's where it gets fucking holier than thou. She gets fucking struck with a lightning bolt. Aye. Well, an electricity, a burst of light, starts fucking bleeding out. I always forget that she kind of like dies. Aye. And fucking. Poor fucking Bob's greeting fists as he's carrying the dead body back. And, because at that point, fucking Alanis Morissette showed up as God. Aye. And she's in her... And obviously, fucking, when <clears throat> when she shows up, uh, like, Barbara kind of knows that he's fucked, basically. Aye. Because he kind of, like, begs for forgiveness, sort of thing. He does. And that's it, he <clears throat> drops to his knees and he kind of accepts the fucking <sighs> scanner's moment. Uh, she fucking blows up his, his blows off his head uh, they fucking cover fucking Jay's fucking head to prevent him from fucking losing his top but it's it's when she gives him like a wee peck in the cheek and he fucking faints uh, and it's like I swear it's like when that god chip kiss me I've got fucking half a stock <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is like obviously the whole key thing like we've we'll, we'll never really mentioned it but Bethany's barren she can't have children and that's her uh, whole fucking gripe about God but of course when she's healed with that fucking mortal wound of course it fixes everything and fucking chucks a baby in there and all uh, baby uh, it's no Jesus is it no no it just, nah. it's just it's God's child just mm. The next fucking scion, and is when they're saying, 
when Jay says, oh shit, wait till you get to the third trimester, then let me and Bob in. <laughs> and it's like, ah, I'll, I'll remember that for when the time comes. And it kind of just zooms out and they all fade away. Aye. Then you just get your wee credit sequence all kind of mucking up. Well, it looks aye. like they're all breaking character and we giggle as the name credits come up. Aye, and then it's, is that, aye, and then it's fucking, I don't know if I shot your buddy Christ at the end as well. Shit, I never left it playing for that long, but that could have been. I think that statue now still resides in like the the comic book store that they have. Oh, does it? Uh, I think like the there must be like a memorabilia portion of the store, because I always remember. I think at one point they had the angel wings that Metatron had just uh, propped right. up, so you could stand in front of it and get your picture taken. <sighs> so I that was dogma. Um. Did you ever hear Kevin Smith's story about the protests in Dogma? I didn't think so. Um, what I'm going to... He never... Was that mentioned on his thing that we were at last year? I don't think so. But I remember last year was like fucking two hours longer than what it should have been. Ah, he already did. I think maybe just told us everything for the last couple of years, but what I'll do, I'm going to bring up this YouTube clip. And I'll edit it in for the fuck at home. I might not play all five minutes, but before we talk about Final Fantasy Fifteen, um, aye, there's a local like obviously, it's got a lot to do with religion in here, and mm. they they don't quite take the mick out of religion, but they mention that God could be black, God could be a woman, mm. and for your proper Bible, fuck strict to the book. That's not my god. So, it got quite a lot of protests, like death threats, things like that. And yeah. when Kevin Smith found out that there were protests in like a local theatre in New Jersey, he showed up and joined the protests as a member of the crowd against the movie, <laughs> unbeknownst that he was the director. Mm. Next thing you know, a news crew show up and they interview him. And they're like, you, you look like Kevin Smith. I was like, no, I'm no Kevin. And mm-hmm. on YouTube, they get past this advert. They have the video of it still online. So I edit that audio in so that listens better for the folk listening at home. The new movie Dogma opens tonight and it's already generating a huge amount of controversy and so is its creator, Kevin Smith, who lives right here in New Jersey. News 12 New Jersey's Caroline Shively reports on one protest against the movie in Eatontown tonight. Organizers in Eatontown had hoped for hundreds to join them in the protest against the movie Dogma. Instead, they got less than two dozen. But they were joined by this man. He wouldn't admit it, but he looked and sounded suspiciously like Dogma's writer, director, co-star, and New Jersey resident, Kevin Smith. I don't think it stands for, uh, for anything positive. What does it stand for? I don't know, but I've been told not good. The movie follows two fallen angels who try to get back into heaven and the people who are fighting to keep them out. <laughs> so it's just funny, like, fucking go into your own protest, your movie, and they fucking kidding you were there. Right, let's have a look at the facts. This movie only cost $10 million to make. Quite a modest budget. Uh, it was, it's filmed on the really big budget, are they? Exactly. So... Uh, 
what how much money do you think it took how much money did you think it made usually when it has such a small budget they always do make their money back so it is I think it probably made about 40 million it could have because according to IMDB well box office mojo don't have worldwide figured for it no they only had a domestic which was 30 million so I wouldn't be surprised if it maybe made another 10 million across what else mm. it was filmed. So, 40 would be a decent guess. Uh, what's a one star reviews? Oh, probably loads there. Uh, out of 182 reviews altogether, there was 15 one star ones. Uh, I have cherry picked a couple. Our first one one star by Melissa. I seem to have missed out that this is a Spanish dubbed version. I do not speak Spanish. So, so, review, so this is the whole... That was that person's one-star review against Dogma is because they bought a copy in Spanish. Alright. Now, I think that seems to be an issue because there isn't a Blu-ray copy of this at the moment or Blu-ray release I don't know how much in the that. UK. Whereas on Amazon, you can still buy a Blu-ray, but it seems to be an import of your Espanol uh, dogma. <laughs> so, there was a few reviews of people going, it's in fucking Spanish. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, let's see. Banal by Jeremiah. That's a really godlike name. Mm-hmm. This film assumes to be satirical and comedic. However, the inaccuracies in relating to history and the theology doctrine overwhelm any statement or humour this movie attempts to portray. Christ wasn't a woman. Uh, one star by Amazon customer. Does not work on most UK appliances. Shocking. We'll be asking for a refund. I want to get what appliances they were trying to play this movie on. <laughs> Put the disc in the toaster. The fucking pull got a better match. In the microwave put it on top of a PlayStation. Like, it just doesn't work. Can't figure it out. I put it on the telly and it just fell in the back. <laughs> Stuff on the George Foreman. <laughs> now, here's our wordy one. Love to buy this film by Book Maniac. I got this because it was supposed to be a comedy and maybe if it wasn't for all the foul language and uh, other offensive language, I really, really hate films that are littered with this type of dialogue. What is it with modern filmmakers that they have to resort to this cheap and nasty script writing? They don't know how to use the beautiful English language to make a watchable movie. I really like the plot but found this but found the excessive swearing intolerable. This is juvenile behaviour usually used by young, uneducated idiots who don't know any better than have shunned common decency and respect for others. If you're offended by fuck, piss, shit, etc., then you will find this a very distasteful production. If I could give this zero stars, then that's what I would give it. Half your soapbox, book maniac. At least it's a viable complaint and mm. not a stupid fucking... So I. That was our one star reviews. Brutal. Um, other than that, we've got some housekeeping. The usual. 
anything to do with films and swearing, go to filmsandswearing.com, you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon, Patreon, and all. So, one stop shop. Can't be asked looking for it, just go to filmsandswearing.com, the links are there. I mean, other than that, shout out to Andros for our theme music. Thanks to Stu and our listeners for tuning in and letting us know that you're still here. Mm-hmm. That's a shout out to the, the Mass Movie Sides podcast, the American one, who are having like a strange banter back and forth between our podcasts. It's almost like a pen pal thing. Uh, on They covered uh, the movie Alive. Oh, that, uh, the right. plane crash one with Ethan Hawke. Old one for the maybe nineties, maybe late eighties. It's a true story, yeah. Yeah. Aye. And when they were plugging podcasts, they mentioned films and swearing, and they they they're saying we should send one of our listeners to them, and they just put like a name at heart, just saying, hey, Thomas, you go like films and swearing. Mm-hmm. Left it at that. When I'd heard that podcast, I left a comment on our Facebook page saying, "Films and swearing welcomes Thomas to their listenership." Fucking two days later, our page is liked by some cunt cried Thomas, and he leaves a comment saying, cheers. I was like, what the fuck's going on? That was fucking daft. But, aye, so, massmovieside.com, two boys from New Jersey talking about films. That's no... Not Trevor, they're Mass Movieside UK. Aye, right. So... I never knew there was a UK and a US one. Yes, aye. Aye, the the British remake. Hmm. Before I fucking sign off, any last thoughts on Dogma? Uh, I really need to be a George Carlin. Lacking the Carlin. Aye. To be fair, it's only really been... It's only two... It's only been in three Kevin Smith films. Jersey Girl, Jay and Silent Bob. And Dogma. Aye, because he played... Ben Affleck's dad and in Jersey Girl. Oh, aye. Aye. Aye, and he was just a, the hitchhiker giving head in Jane <laughs> Silent Bob. Aye. I still remember watching that film when it first came on Sky. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it with my dad. And then that scene cropped up. And I remember <laughs> The dad, rules of the rules. My dad just pissed himself laughing at me. <laughs> and then it was a scene right after it where he got picked up by Carrie Fisher, dressed as a nun. Aye. And he was fucking greasy. <laughs> Aye, it's it's fucking something else. It's George Carlin's eyes as he fucking plunges his face into the driver's lap. Yeah. So why the <laughs> he's fucking pot committed. <laughs> oh, what was it he said? And they had the sign and all that. Aye. And then the truck pulled away. Oh, what was his fucking? What did he say? It was something like not wrong with taking a shot in the mouth. It'll get you further down the roads. I, it's like you've got to. Oh, fuck it. Aye. It's a way. It's a way. And so are the listeners. So, fucking fuck off and tune in next week. Aye, see you.